Welcome to the Paddling Banter Podcast. It is hosted here at the Paddling Banter Pub. Yes, why don't you come in? You look cold from your paddle. Pull up a seat. Ah, there we go, next to the open fire. Jolly good. And listen to the locals as they talk about the paddling and banter. Yes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Paddling Banter Podcast. Today we have... Jake, again, probably. And Martin, again. I mean, at this point, you would have thought we're regulars. Yeah. yeah. Jake, it almost sounded like you were like far away there for a second. He is far away. Because I am. I'm Jake. I'm far away. Help me. I just, I just wanted to shout it. I thought. Oh, okay. You know. So I didn't and, come like right next to the mic. And yeah, I'm Connell. Pleased to meet you all. So. This episode, which we never really stick to the topics, we always go on mad ramblings about stuff. But yeah, this episode, that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got our point across. Uh, this yes. week, we are going to be talking about gadgets for paddling. Okay. Right? And this That's this episode, thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, this episode is going to be about all the stuff we've got and something like kind of use. Man, man, there's still no camera. But how can your paddle? Camera. Yeah, but. But they don't see. Martin seems to be hugging his paddle right now. Hopefully yeah. not. Martin, have you listened well, to any of the past podcasts? No, have he hasn't. Uh, I know there's no camera, however. Jake, Jake, do you listen to the past podcast? Why, yes, I do. Do you? I want, I he likes to listen to Jake. himself. I'm not sure if you noticed, but he's, oh, yeah. you know. Jake, I, wanted, I, I edit these come. things. I edit I these things. And I don't even listen to them. Yeah, no, but I just want to see how much has been cut out. That, that's all I want to see. It's I like, mean, that oh, was like. Have you noticed, like, most of the podcasts are you just talking and then when we, we release it, it's actually, like, 30% you? Yeah, no, it's really, like, I we record for what? It has to be two hours of just yes. me shouting about the world. And then then it gets condensed down to 40 minutes of me not shouting about the world and me actually sounding like I know what I'm talking about somewhat. Well, That's there, is debate, debate, there is a debate with that one, Jake. Yeah. Did, Jake, you were, we were talking about Duba Chews the other week. I mean, like, <laughs> come on. The Duba Chews are real. Just because they're upgraded versions of Raichu and they know how to use computers, I mean, come on. Just because they tried to get into this podcast, leave them be, <laughs> alright? They almost got there. Almost. They did. They're trying to make their way in the world, and this is how they get repaid, man. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys actually know what the definition of a gadget is? The definition of a gadget? Because I did Google it, and I've got the definition here, what Google says. Oh, you've got to be careful of that one. I mean, um, it might be inaccurate there. Is this going back to this preparation word you were talking about again? Yeah, this is actually when I uh, googled yeah. something. Okay, still don't know what it means, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the definition of a gadget is a small mechanical or electric... I've, I've balls it up already. It's a small mechanical electronic device or tool, especially as ingenious or novel one. Ooh. Oh, there you go. So that is a very vague description of a gadget, yeah. obviously. That describes everything sat in front of me, realistically. Like what? I, yeah, I think humans are quite good at actually making gadgets. You would have thought so. Ten thousand years of this, you would have thought we picked up a thing or two. Some of us are. I mean, I don't think I mean, I we've cracked up. We, we we know how to use duct tape now. I mean, come on, that's pretty impressive. I think everyone knows how to duct tape. I hope everyone knows how to use duct tape. We can duct tape a boat back together, and it still works. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I think we're fine. 
what kit we actually use in paddling that could be considered a gadget. GoPro's in it. To the listeners at home, Martin has just put his paddle behind his head. I think he's trying to hint at something. I don't know about you guys, but I quite like my paddle. Really? I, I mean, it's featured in this one, it's featured in... So I, I feel the episodes, uh, not that they can be I seen, feel a bit but... left out here because I'm, I'm the only one that doesn't seem to be keeping their paddle behind them. I keep my yeah, paddle before my other kit. Yeah, no, right, the issue is my room has to double up as a kit room. Uh, so, like, I dry off on my kit elsewhere than it has to store in the room. Well, I just keep mine in the shed. Yeah, I just left my kit too much, Connor. Probably the best place for it, really. Yeah. I mean, like, this shouldn't be even here. It should be in the garage, but... um. Do you know what's paddling button? Might as well be. <laughs> what kit do we use? Obviously, we use the paddle. So, helmet. What? What makes? You, I was going to say, what makes your paddle so special? This one. Hmm. Uh, well, are we going to do this like each of us doing it? Well, it's, be... it's more sense of like obviously um, to to the the uninitiated or to the scrubs as we call them. Uh, a paddle is just a stick with two blades on the end, depending on what type of craft you paddle. Because kayak stick with two blades on the end. Uh, for a canoe, one blade. Yeah. So that's that's still the way I think of it. <laughs> but it's it's obviously made of uh, actually really strong stuff. Mhm. Yeah. So you've got the cheap paddles, obviously the plastic ones, in which. Uh, but they're indestructible. Oh, they're great. Them. Yeah, things. those things are like. They, they will always have a place because they are just indestructible. Like if you think it's going to be a scrapey paddle or there's a you know chance of things being dropped or whatever, you take the plastic one because you know it will survive. Well, that's, yeah. that, that's the interesting thing, I was going to say, because like, obviously the more expensive ones are supposed to be made out of stronger materials, like, you know, carbon fibre and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But then when we actually go and try stuff that's going to be testing this thing, we're like, no, nah, we're not, we're not, oh, we're not going to take that thing. No, we're going to take the really yeah. cheap one. I think you guys know me, I always carry two paddles with me. So I carry a full carbon powerhouse, Werner, and a Werner Rio. I think I, I like the plastic one for shallow water because it's got smaller blades. And it just, it like, because there's no need to have a large blade if I'm not going to get the full blade in the water. Yeah. Plus, it's got a slightly longer pole. Even though it's a shorter paddle overall, it's got a slightly longer actual pole, which is, you know, nicer for shallow, scrapey stuff. Yeah. Shorter blades, um, but a longer shaft. Yeah. Yeah. Then I've got my powerhouse for when I want, like, oh, this is going to be a big day. This is going to be a day when I need to, every stroke matters. And I might die. I'll take the carbon. Well, the question is, straight shaft or crankshaft? Straight. straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. why not cranked? Expensive and uh, yeah. doesn't really help much and feels weird. I was going to say, for me, the price you pay, because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but a crankshaft is only really there to stop the pressure on your wrist. Yeah, that, that's that's the argument that gets brought up in every straight or crank debate. Yeah, but the thing like, is, right, for about a hundred grand more, or sometimes two hundred grand, hundred grand. Oh, sorry, four, four. <laughs> I'll restart that sentence. For like a hundred pound more or two hundred pound more, I I probably could, you know, I probably let my wrist be a bit dodgy for a while. Yeah, I, yeah. All right, no. So the thing that I've like, plus I find it just really awkward to seeing is. From time to time, especially with rolls, you've got to adjust where your hand is, depending on what type of roll yeah. you're doing. I find it really awkward Absolutely. to adjust, like, because I've used the only other 
uh, the only crank paddle I've used is an AT Hercules carbon. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I know like crank changes between brands. I know like mm-hmm. when well, it's got a completely different crank to uh, AT and etc. But I just can't get behind like the way that I was told to hold this AT paddle just felt so uncomfortable. Right. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, I know exactly. Your hand doesn't yeah. fall like um, these paddles, that sort of thing. I imagine it'll be the same with your guys. Um, your hand just finds a natural position and then yeah. it just sits there. You, you yeah. don't have to try it. It just finds up the like, crankshaft. I just can't find it. Even though like there's an indentation there to, you know, yeah. for your hand to sit there, it, yeah. I, it just doesn't. Although, and like, then think, it's like, this feels yeah. wrong. I take nothing away from people who use them. If they use them, find them more comfortable. You know, that's that's their taste. Power to them, but yeah, personally, I can't get behind it. We're going through uh, blade. Um, what other gadgets do we use when we um, paddle? We know. Are we talking about gadgets or kit? What's well, that's the thing. I gave you the definition of gadget, and um... go, go, go with go with both. Go go with both. We don't want to spend ages and everything. No, fair enough. Well, I think we all like to use cags. I think that's all the things that's we all show you. Mm. I know. I, mean, I, do, like I do like my cag. Yeah, I also am very fond of mine. So I've mm-hmm. I've recently switched to a, a semi dry. I saw that, and I'm a bit confused, but I get I, you. I, I, did, I did it the other way around. Switch from semi dry to dry. Now yeah. this is my point with it because I did start with a dry, then I went to semi dry. The reason for this is this: with a dry, it obviously seals around your neck, but it's really yeah strangulation basically it's cutting off your supply to that um and i always assumed like that semi-dry would be exactly the same but you put it on a semi-dry and it's just the most comfortable thing around your neck and yes you're going to get a tiny bit wet you will get a bit of damp t-shirt but because you're in sort of a dry cag already it's just basically water that's going to be warmed up by your body and you're going to be fine yeah i get that because i used a dry cag for when i started off and or not a uh, semi-dry and yeah they work perfectly fine it's just at the level that I'm at now, it's more about keeping water out of the boat than keeping water off myself. Yes. And but the, the like, semi-dried sort of, it's just around the neck. It's the exact yeah. same thing. Uh, yeah, I get, I completely get that. Also, it's seeing as, well, you know, as we know, we paddle throughout the winter and seeing as I'm now pushing myself, I'm going to, I'm likely to be rolling a lot. Yeah. I want to, I want to be dry for like long periods of time. That's just me personally. Yeah, but again, you did. You just don't get that damp. I find. I mean, yeah. when we when we were on that, um, when we were on the tees, I did roll twice, and I didn't feel it the entire day. Yeah, semi dries are great. Like, um, if I can get away with wearing a dry, I'll wear it. But um, I know, for example, on this expedition, I'll be taking the semi dry. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, um, I don't have so much of an issue with, um, you know, the latex seals. Around the net, I don't have yeah. so much of an issue with that just because I go comes with the territory, and um, also one of the biggest reasons about my dry cag is just because of the fashion of it. So, <laughs> yeah, you did get one of the nice nebula, yeah. <laughs> very gammy, but yeah, like so I think like cags are an interesting topic because I think everybody's gonna then you've got the whole argument of dry top and trousers or dry suit, dry suit, yeah. I, I keep getting told that dry suits are worth the weight in gold. I've never actually had one. Um, yeah. The reason, my thinking behind it is, if you've got a dry keg and dry trousers, if one of them do break, it's cheaper to replace one. Yes, if yeah, your entire absolutely. dry suit breaks, then you have a problem of, well, I've got to replace all of it, which costs twice as much. Yeah, like, yeah. I get that. If like, not more. If, yeah. 
the thing is with dry suit is most of the time the only place where water's going to get in is you know in between your kind of your deck and where where your trousers and your thing meet. Most of the time, when unless I've gone had a swim, I had, there's no water's got in. Hmm. Like we're just having dry trousers and dry top. Well, there's also the other danger of a dry uh, suit. Yeah. Of but... like if you don't get all the air out, you will invert. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's uh, very true. Which yeah. a lot of people know that, but there are, I, I guarantee at one point there will be a person who bought a dry suit and wouldn't have known that. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It's personally, I, I, I'm not fond of them, but I can see why, especially for more like much colder countries, like, or especially winter in the US or winter in. Oh, yeah. But again, Norway, that, that, like, it depends what territory you're paddling. Honestly, yeah. You're not expected to be prepared for every single territory. Honestly. Yeah. It's. For, for the UK, I don't see much point in getting a full dry suit. No, that's that's me. I know, like, unless you're sea kayaking, in which case I do. But personally, I don't get behind it. I know some people will, but that's just my thing. I prefer having the two separate. Um. Right then, next one. Personal, uh, sorry, personal. Was it flotation devices? Ooh, I, I you see. Martin, do you want to go through this one? Because you two could probably speak slightly more than I'll put in my point. Um, okay, <laughs> you so feel like you talk too much, though, Jake. P- PFDs, um, so like some kayaking gadgets, you can obviously get away with like not needing, like you don't need to have um, a dry kag. You, you, you know, you can go, like mine and Jake's, our first kag was a semi-dry, perfectly good, you know, and it, it works fine. Uh, you, you can get away without needing things like, you know, good shoes or something. PFD is one of those... Um, you have to have one and it has to be you know um properly assessed it, it has to be from a decent source sort of thing just because um you know from personal experience it really does make a difference if you have that hairy swim it will save your life mm. um yeah. so it, just because we do coaching and because you know big water is what we want to do um i've ended up with a uh peak river guide just in yeah. red, obviously, and it's just, um, you know, there's no fuck, it's got your safety belt on it as well. Um, it's not one of your zip ones, it's one of your um, just throw over the top of you and then scramble about and look like an idiot while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. pockets, comfortable. Yeah, I, I, I like my peak. Yeah. Let me say, I think, all right, so wait, Colin, do you want to take the next bit about, do you want to put in your point? Because my point's, yeah, it's not really a rant, but. <laughs> it sounds a bit of a run. Um, I don't know. Like, I like my boys here. I the biggest problem with Kip is I always forget what the names are. Yeah, um, I think the biggest problem. Like, you've got, I've got a palm. I know I've got a yeah, palm one. I've got a palm FX, and you've got the one that's like got the whole strap system. Yeah, that's it. Um, like palm FXR or something like that. Probably. Um, I I was. I was actually contemplating because I when I got for my buoyancy I got for a birthday present and I was contemplating between the zip and the overhead one. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 almost like uh, how to how to sound geeky at this point. It's almost like imagine you're in Star Wars and you you're trained to be a Jedi and you're going into like the caves with all the crystals. Yeah. Um, you you may think in your head right I know what I want I want this one I want that one but when you get in there it's one of them will just shine out to you. Yeah, and yeah. Like this, this is the one. This is the one I want. 
right? Yeah. It's almost like it's calling towards you. It's almost like Harry Potter when you go into the, the wand thing and it's like, <laughs> this is your wand. No, I, I that that was the case with um, my river guide. Hmm. I was yeah. there and um, we're in our local shop, which is a wonderful place and I could spend hours in there. Um, I, th- you know, I thought we, yeah. we could give him a shout out. Hey, yeah, shout out to Northeast Kayaks uh, for being one of the most wonderful stores in existence. It is like just a little no, but, um, kiddie cave that I love. Oh, by the way, if you want to sponsor us, that'd be pretty cool as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, so when I was in there, and I, I needed a new buoyancy aid at this point because I'm sure you guys can remember my first buoyancy aid, and can. it just about qualified as a buoyancy aid, not much else. It did. <laughs> It would keep me afloat and nothing more. So I, I needed. Think I, to, I like... think there used to be a pillow, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a pillowcase and just a balloon in it. Yeah, after that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Lots I mean... of duct tape. Yep. Yeah, there's some ad living on that sort of. Not my proudest safety <laughs> days. So, I went in the shop and I'm there and I'm like, right, okay. So I, I, I want to get this one. I really want to get this one. But then I look at the, I look at the one I've got at the moment. And I go. Okay, I don't want that one anymore. I'm not that that one's just I I I went in there, I saw it and I went there isn't a choice anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just it was clear and it was obvious. So, yeah. So, I I know that feeling. Just cuz we're river wizards. Yeah. We're wizards. So, we're wizards, Harry. Harry, get your boy's head. We need to go. <laughs> Down the rapids we go, Harry. Instead of fighting Voldemort, it's a Kraken. <laughs> no, it's an angler. Even better, it's an angler. I don't. We're, are we changing the plot of Harry Potter now? Anyway, yeah. Jake, you, you're going to go on a mad rant, were you? So, all right, so. That's what paddlers do, oh, right? Yeah. All right, so I have a Palm FX, which is a lovely buoyancy aid, but I need something with an O ring on the back. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't have it. I don't really want to put a makeshift one on because that's sketchy. And yeah. I don't really, yeah, I don't really want to do that. Um, So. I, I've kind of decided on what boy's head I'm going to go for next, which I, I know exactly what I'm going to go for. I think I'd go for an astral green jacket. Ooh, I don't but, think I've seen this one. No, they're very nice boy in aids, but I've got an issue with the astral green jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a very set color scheme, which is like a nice light blue. Rainbow. Green yeah, boy in aids. Nice light blue and a lime green. It works really well. All my kit works perfectly with it. Mm-hmm. But astral, I've stopped doing the green jacket in green. Ooh. So I'm really upset. Oh, hang on, that's false advertisement. I know they used to do it in green. So I'm like, I'm like, I've been scouring the country for the past month trying to find a 2016 or 2015 model that's in green. Right. I found one, but it's too small for me, and I'm really Aww. sad. So I'm not sure. Do I wait? Do I wait to um to, to next year and then see if they do it in green again? I did. Depends. I did. Send... Depends how urgent you need that O-ring. I don't know. That's the issue. I was considering sending them one, um, like a message to ask if they either had any green, like to Astral itself. But because it's an American company, it's got which state are you from? It just says state, so I'm going to put for the state quite unhappy. (laughs) 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 So yeah, so that's kind of my mad thing about buoyancy. Like I love the buoyancy at the minute. I just just need no ring, which Mm. is. We can always use that one for another time as well. Yeah, I think I'd use that one for playboy. Well, yeah, I think, I think the, well for I that. Play playboy with no sea kayaking. Or not sea kayaking, yeah, surfing, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, either of the two. Yeah, yeah that buoyancy you've got is a very nice thing, and it's not in bad shape either. No, so. no. It's not, I've kept it well for the past, what, nearly two years that I've had it now. And Just about. 
yeah, it's I can't fault it. I couldn't, you know, it's done me proud. It's got me from where from the beginning. But yeah. So yeah, I think that's me done with points, Ed. Hello, Jeffrey here. Yes, I'm here to talk to you about an advertisement. This by Paddling Banter. This week we're going to talk about books. I know it's not technological, but hold on, it it does add together. We're going to talk about ABCs of Paddling, as well as Paddling Banter Volume 1. ABCs of Paddling is a hilarious ABC book in which paddling is involved. It rhymes as well, so get yourself on that, Dr. Zeus. Also, Paddling Banter Volume 1, with all the comics from Paddling Banter, all 50 of them, I know, into one hilarious book, so you can relive all your little chuckles you know about paddling. To find these books, go on Amazon and type in Paddling Banter. They should be the first results, but if not, have a bit of a search, you'll probably find them. If you don't have the book, you can download an ebook. I told you it would come back together. So, buy these books and you'll have a good laugh. Basically, that's it. Right, I'm off. Bye! Okay, so next one. Helmet. Well, helmets are very interesting mm. things. The thing about helmets, right? Um... Obviously, brain buckets. Well, yeah, that as well. But the main thing you need to remember about helmets is if they are cracked, even if it's a little bit, get rid of it. It's lost yeah. all its structural integrity. Get yeah. a new one. Uh, yeah, I can definitely. Hel- helmets are another one of those bits of kit that you can't compromise on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he- like the two bits of kit that I wouldn't mind get like spending as much money as possible on is a helmet and buoyancy aid. Yes. Like a cag, yeah, I mean, you, you can easily get away with a subpar cag for quite a while. You can get away with a wetsuit. Yeah. You can uh, I, cool, I still run with a wetsuit beneath my cag, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, you can get away with all that, but a helmet and a buoyancy aid, like, honestly, mm-hmm. I'm really chuffed to bits with, like, me and Martin got the same helmet, which is WRSI Current Pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, like, for the price. Not to be confused with this year's current Pro model, because it isn't no. this year's. Which is 2016 or 2015, but like yeah. that helmet for the pricing is an absolute beast. Like, I could not fault this helmet in the slightest. It's you know, it's strong, it looks good, it's got earmuffs that you can take off. It's it matches great. your color scheme, it matches my color, it does scheme. match the color scheme. Yep, another thing, sweet aren't doing lime green helmets anymore, they're not doing lime green strutters. That's that's why they're really stopping lime green. It's the best it's color out there. <laughs> they hate me. Every company hates me. <laughs> Jake, the universe hates you. You need to pick up on that already. Come on. I have accepted that. But yeah, helmets... Are... <laughs> At least it's accepted it, right? Helmets are bomb. Like, yeah. Like, helmets are something that you've definitely got to look after. And you've got to keep... You know. Ah, here we go. Yeah. Cool. So, I've got the WRSI Trident. Yeah. That's right. never beat the helmet. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Um, I don't think I've just looked on the Northeast guy because I don't believe I paid that price for it. Um, <laughs> I, think I got below 100 quid. Um, but yeah. the original one I was looking at was a Sweet Rocker, yeah, which is it's a very mm-hmm. similar to the one, it's, it's very similar style to what you've got, just a lot um, stronger. It's a it's just it's a beast. Um, it is. See, personally, but, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I wasn't going to justify... Yes, you have to pay a lot of money for it, but I wasn't yeah. going to justify paying that much for it. Yeah. The thing that I've actually got to give it off to Sweet for is I'm 90% sure that if you can buy a Sweet Wanderer and essentially upgrade it to be a rocker... Oh, yeah. So I'm not... 
I'm not 100% sure on this, but I'm pretty sure you can buy the Sweet Rocker Guard, like, you know, the visor. Yeah. You can buy that for a strutter, and then you can put it onto it, and you can put the MFs on. I'm not 100% sure on that. Right, I've just, looked at, like, the, I've just yeah. looked at the Sweet Strutter helmet. Yeah. I don't you... believe you can. Hmm, oh, I don't know which one. Unless I'm yeah, I was going to say, before people start ripping into him, I mean... Yeah, no, I've just had a look at it. I don't... It doesn't look like any... The difference between price is about 20 quid. Yeah, I'm not... I wouldn't have to join that. It's just, I'm, like, if memory serves me correctly, but once again, I could be completely wrong. Jake, your memory's shot to pieces. I know that. I've hit it in my head too many times this week. Um, okay, so we've already gone through just basic kit. Um, there is a lot more kit that paddlers use, but I don't believe we have enough time to sort of cover that yet. So, probably not. Well, we're going to go through um, what gadgets we sort of use on expeditions. So we'll, we'll leave the GoPros to later, because I've got quite an interesting uh, thing about that. But what gadgets do you use uh, for camping trips that make your life a lot easier? <sighs> Uh, it's not. What, are we? Are we? Once again, are we talking about kit or gadgets here? Like what? We specifying um, gadgets. Things that make your life easier, basically. I've g- I gave you a definition about it. I think we, I think generally you could probably argue that everything, sort of the blades, the PDF, the dry suits, we could argue that they're not gadgets, but they kind of are at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. So things that I know make my life a lot easier is one having a good knife. Yeah, that just makes agreed. my life. A good knife that's easy to get to. That helps on the river as well as be on a campsite. I like having a reliable trancher. Yes. As, as much as I enjoy making a fire, just a trancher makes things so much easier. Oh, here's an interesting one. Um, fuels or gas? Fuel. No, sorry, gas. No, no, no. I wouldn't do fuel. Uh, I'm going to say I've got to go gas. I've had too much bad. So much lighter and so much easier. Yeah. Also, I've had too many bad experiences with like because I know we've done expeds, but we've done expeds where people have so pretty much I've put my fuel for my group into a pile, saying, "Okay, this this fuel for my group," but then all the other groups that were camping at the same point have put their fuel into the pile, Mm. and then loaded it into our boat or into one of my group's boat without telling us. So my group had, I think it was like four bottles of fuel between five people. So. Just like, like at least with gas, you can carry. A... It's a good energy drink, you know. Yeah, it's like with gas, you can carry. People, please, please do not drink it. It doesn't end well. Yeah. The biggest <laughs> problem I have, right? The two, the two downsides of both fuel and gas. Okay, so fuel. Uh, so we'll start with gas. Sorry, um, gas, absolutely amazing, lightweight. Put it in your bag, compact. It fits to most cookers. Bish, mm-hmm. bash, bosh. Yeah. You put it on, works. The biggest problem is, especially in camping. Keep the uh, keep the gas outside. Yeah, because a lot of people have this biggest problem of oh, just put it inside my tent. That's where people start suffocating, because if there's yeah. a tiny little sort of uh, break in the gas, it just fills up your tent, and you're not going to smell it. No, no. And it's heavier yeah. in there, so it's going to stay low where you're yeah. sleeping. Whereas, whereas fuel. Again, won't potentially kill you, but there's also the stories of you need to make sure if you're going to refill your fuel bottle that the fire's out. Yeah, absolutely. Except some like meths where it burns invisibly or very that, difficult to see. The thing is, there was that story of that what girl, isn't it? When she the, she was using a transit and she brought a five liter bottle of meths and literally yeah. just poured it on, thinking it was out, and it exploded. Yeah, that's. 
a pretty yeah, that's something that you don't really want to witness. Also, another thing is that with gas, if it breaks in your like if it if it leaks in a bag, say you're walking or it's in a dry bag because you're paddling, it's it isn't going to be as bad as if you cover yeah. all your kit in meth, which isn't great ever. I, I've never at no point in my life I've went. I'm glad this is covered in a flammable liquid. Yeah, I'm glad it's covered in something that's going to stink the entire week. Yeah, I've, I've had experiences with both, um, you know, ups and downs, that sort of thing. I would agree, generally, I'd much prefer gases. There are set instances where mets are interesting. Yeah. You know, they, there are instances where they're useful. I've had one where um, we were up the top of Cheviot trying to cook something. It was a bitterly cold winter's night. And um, the guys with gas couldn't quite get theirs to light. Ooh. We found that out because um, they'd let the fuel lines, you know, like um, they hadn't actually put them in their bag. Like they'd been in one ah. of the outer compartments. Yeah. So the fuel lines are like effectively frozen up and they couldn't get anything Ooh, through it. That really isn't good. No, it isn't like, it's an easy fix. You just defrost the thing. But... But, well, yeah. that's one of the times where gas is iffy. Very, like, and it's very specific. So in instances where we'd be using them, it mm. basically won't happen because I don't think yeah. you ever really get it that cold, but it can happen. Yeah. Well, plus, basically, I've... Uh, sorry, just going to... Oh, wait, I was it. Because plus, we've, got, we've been going on a gas and fuel for too long. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go on. Interesting like, debate, though. It yeah. is, it's a good debate, but I, I think we should go and talk about gadgets instead of gas and fuel. Um, yeah, <laughs> cookers, because obviously we're going through cookers. There are I've got two. Sorry, I've got three really good cookers um, because I sort of collect them over the time. But the first one, Jake, you've gone through is Tranja. Could you describe to the listeners what a Tranja is? Because a few people might not know. Uh, well, what I would define Tranja is it's pretty much something that you can put gas or either connects up to gas via a pipe, or it is. You can put fuel in it, and pretty much it's something that keeps food. Yeah, you know, it raises food off the ground, and you can cook things on it. Basically, pretty same. much. Yeah. Yeah. Also, more commonly known as a um, storm stove. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's that's a bug stand. I mean, you can pick them up for like twenty quid. Uh, Tranger as well is also um, sort of you can get that sort of metal uh, sort of bowl. Yeah. That you can yeah. put fuel in. That's just that contains loads of different dishes and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. Bomb proof. Well, they are brilliant. A lot of people use them. A lot of people swear by them. But yeah. being the technological person I am, I have two other cookies as well, um, which I've used Ooh. one of them, but the other one I'm going to use in the expert. Uh, one of them is called a jet boil. Yes, yeah. brilliant. They are Absolutely amazing pieces of kit, right? It's just it, imagine it's it's almost like it's, it's it, can, it has everything contained in itself, and it's almost like a cup. Um, yeah. that you screw onto the gas and you set fire to and it just it you could it's the it's got a co- like a coating on the outside in which you can literally mm-hmm. lift it up if it's too hot yeah um it can boil water in basically a minute the one it's thing a really with, good piece of kit yeah the one thing with jet boils out are they great for cooking like i haven't experienced them like personally but they are, are they terrible cooking at cooking food? pasta but are pasta they, they're not good at yeah are, like what like in what instance would you use them would you use them just to more to boil something for a boil in a bag very quickly or would you use them to actually cook a meal Boil like, the bag's pretty good. I wouldn't cook a meal on a uh, yeah, jet boil. I think, I think the idea of a jet boil is you, you, you boil water up and you might cook stuff with that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just because the, the idea sexy. is it's for yeah. water. Um, a lot of people use them because they're very compact, 
ways of doing yeah. things, especially if you're going to do bowl in the bag stuff. A lot of people use them for cup of teas and coffees as well because obviously you can drink from it. Yeah. My next cooker I've got is something called a BioLite. Ooh, you were telling <clears> me about this. And this looks very interesting. BioLites well, are interesting. I saw them a couple of years ago and I thought, mm, I don't particularly want to buy one yet. But I bit the bullet because I thought, why not? Because they're really cool. Basically, a BioLite is... Um, it's just a metal cylinder in which you put twigs in and you set fire. So you have like a burning fire, but it's got a uh, sort of uh, blower in which it will constantly blow air into almost like a vortex of fire. Yeah. Um, and it has next to it, with the, it powers itself because obviously it conducts the heat and trains that into electricity. I don't know how it does this. I say witchcraft. Um, but once it Whatever charges it's up... It's science. Science no as well. But what, the way it does it, um, it'll actually create more energy than it uses, and thus you can plug your phone into it. So technically, you have yourself a urine charger. The biggest problem with this, which I found when I went to Scotland on a campsite, is it needs twigs, basically. It doesn't need huge pieces of wood. It just needs twigs to keep going. Yeah. And just put more twigs you put in, it'll just keep going and be nice and happy. But um, if you can't find twigs, it's pretty useless. Would it's it like work solar, on my... solar charger, isn't it? You don't have to sell it. It's... Meaningless. Would it work on very, very fine kindling? Probably. So, yeah. So if you just, need uh, one the other day, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you can get like extensions for it. For instance, I bought a uh, grill to go with it because obviously I want to do barbecues with it. Yeah. And the grill is really cool because it's got like an opening. Just put the fire in, you close it, and just the heat goes into it very well. Um, and also, I'm buying it because everyone loves an open fire, and sometimes mm-hmm. you can't have it. So why not have yeah. like a little container? Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, anything to do with the fire, even if it's a warm night, everybody likes fire. Mm. Everyone likes a fire. It's a great yeah. thing to have. Another piece of technology, because I am absolutely tech savvy with this stuff. I love it. Um, I have got a company called, I don't have a company, I love a company called Goal Zero. Are you familiar with this company? Not a clue what you're going on about. Sounds like it makes seagulls. Right, so Goal Zero are a solar company, right? And they create just, in my experience, and like I've been looking around the internet, and from my way of looking at Goal Zero leading this with solar panels, right? Okay. So obviously you know this, uh, the portable solar panels I've got. Yeah. Right? They're Goal Zero. And okay, yeah. yeah. I remember using them on an expert in Scotland when it's been sunny all the time, and they were just charging my battery packs up. They were charging everything. Yeah. But one yeah. thing to remember... Is you need to get them away when it rains. We're not going to use them, are you? But no. it's just amazing how, like, obviously you're not using anything all day. You maybe taking video on your camera, but by the end of the day, yeah. the, cam- the battery's gone. You've not got anything to charge from. Then you know you've been charging battery packs all day. Oh, look, full power. Plug it in. Yeah, yeah. I've got something similar. Um, it's just an RAV, you know, solar array sort of thing. But um, when I was in Czech Republic doing my expedition there um i just clipped it onto the back of my backpack plugged in all the rest of the team's um you know like portable chargers into the back of that and they'd be 100 percent by the time we're done walking that day you know mm. yeah just very very useful just nice little passive thing yeah once again like as much as i love solar panels like, i found that i've got a anchor like i can't remember the exact size but it's just a massive battery yeah but that has done me for like charging GoPros every night for a week on an next bed. What's well, the saying? Because you can get, I've got like, there's loads of giant battery packs you can buy and they're absolutely amazing. Yeah. But I love the idea of I can charge up this stuff as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is it's also, right. it's also like a hippie sort of way of thinking about, it, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. man, I'm not I'm not just taking <laughs> I'm giving as well, man. Whatever you do, right? yeah, I was gonna say you're still you're still technically taking, aren't you? Yeah. Stealing right. the sun. Yeah, so this this is of a kit. I know sorry I'm if I'm moving on too quickly here, but No, no, keep going. Tarps. I know it's technically not like the kit, but it's like a tarp. Oh, you do so much of a tarp. Yeah, like absolutely. I think, I think we found in the last expert a tarp made that. So oh, I much just, better. it made it so much nicer. It really was. Yeah, because it gave us and like because all right, so pretty much for on the last expert, we I know it's probably a fire hazard, but we all, all the tents in a circle and put a tarp in between it. You know, so a tarp in the middle of all the tents we had somewhere to sit when it was raining. And it was just so much. I know it technically it's a fire hazard, and it's not the best thing to do. But it was just such a nice, you know, like nice. I'm not sure about you, but it, it's nice being able to get out of your tent and knowing you're not going to get wet. Yes, yeah. it's always nice that, especially if like a bigger communal area in which you're like, right, it's raining. I'm just going to stay under the top, get my kit on. Okay, now I can get out again. Yeah, yeah. it was exactly. just nice. Yeah. So then, the only the only thing I can think of is. Like I like my camera. I've got a digital camera. Which are we moving on to the GoPro? Are we allowed to move on to the GoPro? Yeah, let's move on to the Yay! GoPro, man. Yeah, but so I've got a digital camera which I love because that gets really good just still shots. Uh, that's mm. it's a it's a what is it? It's like a Canon, I think, or a Nikon. I don't know. It's just a bombproof camera. But yeah. then we move on to the really cool camera, which is GoPros. Right. I'm not going to say much here because I don't have one. Right. Because me and Jake are completely sold on the GoPros. We love our yeah. GoPros. I love but my Martin, GoPro. do you think there's an overhype around GoPros? No. No? I don't think <laughs> there is. And that's, I'm saying that purely for... Okay, so my opinion is... Obviously, it's going to be biased as hell. But um, as someone who doesn't have one, just the simple ability to record your exploits of the day is incredible. I mean, like... Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, but I mean, like, obviously, everyone goes for GoPro, the brand yeah. of GoPro, but there are so many brands of so action many... cameras out there. I think I'd say <sighs> I'm gonna use a weird comparison here. It's kind of like smartphones, isn't it? It's Android or Apple, really. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot more brands, but yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, though, you're left with like one or two major brands where everything's compatible with them. They're usable across the board. I mean, mm. helmet mounts and that yeah. sort of thing are available all over the place, you know, for GoPro-based sort of things. Yeah. So, the thing with that, that kind I... of support in place... Yeah. The thing that I love about GoPro, not? though, is it's not like Apple in the sense of it's a company and they expect you to use all GoPro stuff. Mm. It's a company that, like, oh, you've got... like it make, it. make They don't make it awkward to get, like, clips from other devices... Into the same place. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, because I, I personally use GoPro Studio, so that's, you know, of course, mm -hmm. GoPro's thing. And Was that, that's not a Mac, though, is it? It's on. Um... I, I'm not even sure. I just use Windows for everything. So, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's compatible yeah. with both, because I use a Mac to edit my videos, but use Windows. Yeah. I've never had a problem with just getting stuff from a GoPro to my Mac. Yeah. It's just like, I know a lot of. There's. Like, and I use Apple as a comparison, because, like, a lot. Like, you know, Apple don't work well with many. With a lot of products that are Apple, Apple locks everything down. Yeah, yeah, it's fine if you got everything Apple. But like I use, I use you're a normal studio. human being. Yeah, 
I use GoPro Studio and it's just so, like, I find it so easy just to get other clips in and stuff like that. It might not be the best editing software in the world, but for a free editing software, it's mm. pretty good. up there. I don't know what they're talking about. All these GoPro malarkeys. No, I recently have a GoPro attached to my arm. Yes, it physically follows me around everywhere and I can point it. Well, my arm is a robotic one. Yes, it also shoots lasers. Well, owning a pub like this, you need to defend yourself against, you know, murderers, uh, robbers, anglers, all those horrible people, you know. Oh, there's one now. Got him. <laughs> right. Um, oh, sorry. Back to the podcast. So there is talk because this is every time I bring my GoPro out thing. You, you obviously you film a lot of things because you want to show what it's like first person. Um, I personally go because I'm really narcissistic, but that's uh, well, you like to film yourself, but that's the thing because you always you, you want to get some of the coolest shots. And generally speaking, with GoPro, there's some really cool ways of doing it. But yeah, every time I bring my GoPro out, or every time I put my GoPro on my helmet or put it on my boat, there's always that talk of ah, but if you put it on your helmet. It's going to decrease the structural integrity of your helmet. Which I can see why they would say that. It's because it's basically yeah. like attacking a brick to your head. And yeah. then if you hit against it, it's like a brick going against your head. Yeah. However, however, this study done by the BBC, I believe. Um, uh, you can find this on the BBC. I literally just Googled because I, I was very interested. I wanted to know the study. Put a link um, in the description. I could actually do that. Yeah, I will. Um, I wanted to find out if um, these cameras would actually decrease the structural integrity um, on people's head because there was a huge thing about this and I completely forgotten what athlete uh, fell off. Basically what happened was he went skiing, he hit his head off a rock. Um, was this Schumacher? Yeah, it'd be Schumacher, that was it. Yeah. And his helmet cracked and a lot of people were blaming the action camera. I don't know if it was GoPro or not. Um, for causing the structural uh, integ uh, integrity of the helmet. Yeah, but uh, the BBC basically did a uh, test in which they got seventy helmets, and they put loads. Uh, they put GoPros in different places, um, and they they're testing against the EU regulation of safety for the helmet. If yeah. it goes below it, then it's a fail. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. it doesn't matter if the helmet's completely destroyed. If it's gone below this sort of um, yeah regulation, I it's a fail. Okay. Guess how many helmets failed? I'm going to say 10. 10 failed, okay? Yeah. Martin, how many helmets I'm do you think with, like, failed? Really, really, I'm going to go with like two. Two. None. So none of them failed. Ooh. None of them that failed. That's quite interesting. Okay. None well, of the cameras. Were they using? Uh, it doesn't say, unfortunately. I don't think so. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess. I might say. Oh, sorry, no. Sorry. Uh, they didn't tell... They said they use, uh, commonly used climbing helmets were tested, which were hard shell, hybrid, and ESP foam. So they basically got all the helmets across the board. Yeah. yeah. Um, these climbing helmets, for obviously, they were, they were testing it because climbing helmets are designed for rocks to fall on top. Yeah. Yeah. They're designed for um, button impact. Yeah. Basically, this is what they said. 70% uh, of the tests... Um, uh, not one of the 70% of the tests actually failed. Okay, the mountain types of the mountain, uh, they used mountain types, they also used ways of attaching with like obviously straps. Um, yeah. most you may think this might be because the the, the GoPro or the uh, action camera actually fell off 
when they got hit. Yeah. This is not the case. Only 40% of the tests that actually uh, fell off. Yeah. Uh, they watched the high-speed camera and uh, weirdly enough, having a GoPro on their head, they think will actually decrease the force onto the helmet. What, just because it takes the... Because it says the the camera yeah, you, and you, its you, mount. You can explain that. Def- yeah, the camera and the mount did uh, cause a slight increase in uh, transfer of, to the force to the head when the impact was applied at an angle. Okay. Okay. So, uh, such as a glancing blow or a fall against a surface. Uh, they do say though, if you do have a GoPro attached to your head, do not have it extended out and in front of your face because this may result in serious facial injuries. And you sit there going, well, then the, the helmet's not on your face at that point in time. So, yeah. no kidding. But, yeah. And, like, um, so just... I'm just going to say a side note, though. They did say this was a laboratory conditions. So, it's not actually yeah. the real world. So, you know, but, things might change. Yeah, there's only so much testing you can do in, in, yeah. before it's real world application yeah, anyway. But what would be the argument that, oh, it's done in lab conditions? Once again, there's yeah, so many you, factors. You still have to say it. There's so many yeah. factors that lead to injury within, especially in the types of sport that we do. Like lab conditions, like you, you can test them, but then like it could be like you know people can get like dead brain damage just from smacking their head, like just the pure force of it. On the I brain damage from listening to certain people, you know. Is that me, by any <laughs> chance? Is that? <laughs> well, they're saying um, that helmets. Yes, they, they they do take away the impact, but they're not perfect. No, definitely not. Right? The helmets are there to take away some of the impact, but you're still gonna get some of it. Yeah. Um, another interesting article I read, and this is, is I don't, because it was one of those things, right? The BBC, I generally trust. Yeah. Okay. That's a fair assumption. Right. Yes, sometimes they can be a bit biased. Um, but. <laughs> cough, cough politics. Yeah. But with fact checking, they're generally okay. They will report themselves, you know, they'll report on their own website if they did something wrong and they'll say, right, we did yeah. that wrong. Right. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. But, you know, when I was Googling this, I was typing in safety and helmets, and I'll say safety GoPros and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I went on one of these websites, obviously, it was like clickbait, and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, da, 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 da. And I was like, I was reading it, and it was leading up to almost the same answer, okay? It wasn't a test. It was just basically like, oh, should parents buy these action cameras for their children? And it's like, if you get an action camera, you want to do extreme sport. And I'm sitting there going, okay, is it going to talk about the structural integrity of the helmet? No. They said you shouldn't do it. Do you know why? Why? Because children are more likely to copy extreme sports to get the footage. Uh, I'm sorry, that is not the action camera's fault. Uh, it's you're the idiot of the children, all right? Yeah. We're going to cover this in a little podcast about safety and stuff like that. But if you are thinking, I'm going to copy that, you should know your limits. Yeah, mm. absolutely. You have not been like, taught properly. Yeah, like once I think a perfect example is is i'm not sure if, like, so we've got a friend that when we went to do low force he wasn't feeling up for it mm. so he didn't run the rapid i can't take anything away from him from that no because he that he didn't feel up for it and i you know of course we said like give it a, you know you might want to give it a go you might regret it later but we can't like i would never say to him like look this like you're like any less of a paddler any less of a person for doing this no, in fact he's more of a paddler knowing his limits yeah but mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't take that away from him on that day. Like, you know, granted, like, it was, it would have been nice to see him do it because we've been talking about it for a while. But if he really wasn't up for it, I'm not going to, you know. 
Oh, I'm just going to put a side point. The study I just said, that was one study. It could be proven incorrect or it could be true and false, but that was one study. Yeah. Um, I think, seems a bit legit to me, though. Yeah, it does seem like a good study. But uh, another thing that's always brought up with GoPros and helmets is should you have the camera on your helmet or on the boat just due to does it increase your center of gravity that much more for when you're trying to roll? That That's an argument that's been, I've heard, been brought up like, having a camera on your head can make it more difficult to roll so therefore making it more dangerous right, think... I'm, holding my Go- I'm going to hold my GoPro right now right this cannot weigh that much okay no, but, you know I'm, I'm not I saying think, I, agree I think argument. such a thing that that might come it might be an issue when you're trying to run grade six water yes. and like messing up even slightly or being slightly disadvantaged will kill you but yeah. at our level I don't think think yeah one thing like personally like yeah like i don't agree with that argument but you know well i I don't have a gopro so i'm not at risk of that (laughs) like personally i don't think it's a factor but i have heard a factor that people brought up like oh i only paddle with my gopro on my boat because it makes it more difficult to roll and like i I generally think if that's that's your problem you're either paddling something really hard or you're just terrible at rolling yeah like once again it's like you could make the argument that having a GoPro on your boat could mean that potentially your boat could get wedged in that one position, yeah. you know, stuck with that GoPro and you could drown. Yeah, personally, I'm not going to lie. I've, a GoPro somewhat helped me out because having that slight extra weight when I was learning to roll forced my head down. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so like personally, I don't find it that much of an issue, but it's just an argument I've had brought up and I was wondering what your thoughts were on it. I, I, don't, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Um, I think yes, there will be such a the tiniest amount of percentage that might affect your role. Yeah. Um, and I understand if you're doing something really hard, but no, yeah. honestly, no, it sounds like a terrible excuse. Yeah, honestly, the only thing, like the worst thing I could think about having a GoPro on your helmet is that the GoPro can get like wedged in between rocks. Yes, that's, that's the only. Like, that's the only. Um, that's the only danger of yeah. the GoPro on your helmet. Once you have something loose attached to you, it can become a danger that way. Yeah, but then like the only thing with that is personally I always have a go I always have a float on my GoPro. So that makes it big enough to the point and like have enough flex that I can't really see that happening. I think also if you get to because uh, obviously my GoPro is attached uh through like sort of uh the attachments they give you. Yeah. And my experience with them is they break off relatively easy with enough force. Yeah. Um I think yeah, like with them, they break off to the point like if something you would think would you in danger they break off but if you know you know what i'm saying you get my point yeah, yeah like i but once again like with action cameras i don't see an issue with having the helmet but if people do and it makes them more comfortable to have it on their boat or on their chest more power to them i'm not gonna stop them from that i believe is all we have time for this week why thank you mr connell for the experience once again Six weeks. Yeah, just because he keeps on giving you death threats. Come on. And thank you, listeners, for listening to the Paddling Banter podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Now it's time to leave the pub. Come back another time. And if you want more stuff about paddling and banter, I suppose you can go to the Facebook page. They've got some relatively funny comics on there that may give you a little chuckle. If they don't, well, they're free, so don't worry about it. Well, I'll see you again, I guess. Goodbye. Jolly good, hey?